0: This is Maria with um, Team 3. Welcome to the Goodwill Nurse Family Partnership podcast, made especially for our Indiana NFP teams. Today is February 27th. Today we will share some announcements, some education updates from Lisa Sledge, and a mental minute or two from Sarah Pollard. Let's start off with some announcements. Uh, We all received an email from Lenita asking us to please not park at the apartment parking spots. Um, Another uh, announcement is uh, stories. The NSO is looking for some stories um, to identify nurses that have stepped in to help prevent complications of pregnancy and or childbirth that could lead to severe morbidity or death. Please let your supervisor know if you have any potential stories. We will be reaching out to you for clients who would like to participate in a one-hour focus group related to child care issues these can be graduates as well more details to come but child care should be provided uh, you will receive a survey from McCabe should um, in a, the next seven to ten days please do not delete this survey the survey is about your experiences with healthy families please complete it when you receive it and these are our announcements thanks
1: hi this is marta want to have big happy birthday wishes to all our friends with january and february birthdays claire russell elizabeth carter dolores brown amanda hasakuster casey barnes amanda gibson Keita Mason, Greg from Anderson, Stephanie McKinley, Jennifer Heaston, Whitney Shepherd, Karen Kidd, and Ardella Akins. Happy birthday, everybody.
2: Hi, this is Lisa Sledge, the Clinical Nurse Educator, and I have your education minutes and updates Many of you guys attended the GEM conference last week and thank you for doing so. This week or next week, a gym survey will come out. Please fill that out openly and honestly. It is the only way we'll be able to improve upon the gym conference, um, so give your honest feedback. <clears throat> you might have realized that the mandatory education hold for clinical ladder that was on your calendar for next week on March 3rd has been removed. We will give you more information and updates as it comes as to when that will roll out and when you will get information. As of now, there is nothing scheduled either mandatory or non-mandatory for next Tuesday. However, for the month of March, there is one Tuesday that's reserved for education for CPR um, to teach clients. Though that invitation was extended to nurses who had decided that they wanted to be able to trial that, if you're interested in that, please reach out to your supervisor. Um, If you've already reached out to your supervisor about it, you should have received an invite. Um, Also in the month of March, we will have another pipe lesson to go over. Um, For this week, we went over learning language. For next month, we will discuss love and limits. We will also have a Tuesday where we talk about um, the model elements and just kind of reviewing those model elements. For nurses who've been here for a long time, it might have been a while since you've um, reviewed those. And then for newer nurses, it might be nice to just to revisit those and kind of have a clearer understanding of them. So please join either via Google Hangout or in person for um, the Tuesday morning educations in March. If you have some ideas or things you'd like to uh, learn more about, please shoot me an email or text me. Just a reminder, when you're filling out consent forms, please fill out the consent forms in their entirety. So make sure that you've listed the doctor's name or clinic and the address on that um, consent form. That is necessary for it to be filled out. That is how your data administer generates those letters that get sent uh, to um, the doctors that they go to if you don't have that information on that client uh, visit please ask them for the doctor's name or clinic and then just do a search on google to fill that information in if they don't have a current ob please make sure you refill that consent out once they get an ob-gyn or family doctor so that, that information can be completed this is both for pregnancy and after uh, delivery of the baby um, NFP would like you guys to be aware that they are gonna start having monthly webinars. um, And it's gonna be on various different topics. If you're interested in this, please visit the Nurse Family Partnership community site, go under the news link, which is off to the right hand side, and click on more information about the NFP monthly webinars. If you have ideas or suggestions, please submit those as well on the homepage of the NFP community site. You guys have a great week. There'll be more education updates and information to come. Uh, Just a couple to cover with you guys real quickly is when you're doing your assessments, please remember the danger signs of pregnancy, postpartum danger signs, when to call my baby's doctor, and what's new, what's next, one to 24 months are meant not only for the client, but are meant to help you as the nurse home visitor to guide your assessment. So please use those forms. You should be using those forms with your clients. This way, you don't wait until you've done ASQ and find out there's a developmental problem, which you probably would have discovered if you used the what's new, what's next, and you would have kind of known that. So please use the what's new, what's next, when to call my baby's doctor, pregnancy danger signs, and postpartum danger signs. Thank you, and you have a great day. Hi,
1: everybody. It's Sarah Pollard, your friendly mental health consultant. Welcome to the Mental Health Minute via NFP podcast. We're going to spend five to seven minutes today talking about a resource, a tool, and a quote. Before we get started, though, I wanted to remind you that the Columbia Suicide Severity Rating Scale can now be found on DMCN. Thanks to Casey Barnes and Lynn Baldwin for making that happen for us. We appreciate you. So today we are going to talk about trauma and post-traumatic stress disorder. So trauma occurs when something is sudden, overwhelming, and perceived as dangerous. Trauma can come in any many forms. It can be interpersonal, external, or structural violence, such as racism. Trauma exceeds the ability of an individual to incorporate or integrate or manage the sensations, feelings, etc., from that trauma. And trauma is very much about what happens in our body when these sudden overwhelming and dangerous events happen. So we wanna be trauma-informed, right? So I wanna be very clear, we're not talking today about specifics of trauma, examples of trauma, we are just talking about what happens in the body and in particular, what happens in the brain. Because we know that a lot of individuals experience trauma, but only about 20% of individuals that experience trauma go on to develop a post-traumatic stress disorder, which essentially is a constellation of symptoms bodily symptoms, psychiatric symptoms that have to do with a trauma. So let's back up just a little. We know that when we experience a trauma, our bodies react. And part of that bodily reaction is a brain reaction. So in terms of what happens, we know that epinephrine is released and we know that cortisol is released. And epinephrine, as you all know, increases our heart rate and our blood pressure and cortisol amongst other things increases the release of glucose from our liver to help mobilize us to fight or flee. We know that these chemicals also have an impact on the brain. So if we think about the brain in roughly three parts, and this is kind of a crude representation, but hang with me here. But we can think of one part of the brain being kind of the higher order organizational or executive functioning part of the brain. That's the prefrontal cortex and the temporal lobes. And then the middle brain, that limbic brain, having to do very much with experiencing emotions. And then the back brain being the brain stem that has to do with maintaining our respirations and our heart rate and our blood pressure. So we know that when a trauma occurs and cortisol and epinephrine are released, that that prefrontal part of the brain or the thinking part of the brain um, gets turned off or shut off. um, And the limbic system or the emotional part of the brain and the brain stem tend to dominate. And so trauma impacts brain functioning and it impacts how we store memories. And there's a part of that limbic system or that middle area of the brain called the hippocampus. And the hippocampus, excuse me, has to do with how we store or file away memories. And traumatic memories versus non-traumatic memories can be stored differently. So trauma impacts the whole body, the brain, the heart, the lungs, the entire body. And when I think of traumatic events and how they impact our body, it sounds a lot like activation of the sympathetic nervous system. So we know trauma is common. We know many of our clients have experienced trauma. And we know that this complicated physiological process of how trauma impacts the brain impacts not only how we store memories, but also how the brain architecture is laid down and formed. So that's a little bit about trauma and PTSD. In subsequent episodes, we're gonna talk about how to be trauma-informed, like what does that look like, and some specific examples, and what it looks like in the role of home visitor. Our next subject we're gonna talk about is actually a tool that can be used to mitigate trauma, but can also be used to improve our day-to-day functioning, help us focus and help us um, deal with stress, anxiety, etc. And this is a tool that I've talked about before and it's called 478 Breathing and I love it and it is so helpful. And like many relaxation techniques or mindfulness meditations, The more you do it, the more effect you will have and the quicker that effect will be. So essentially it's like this. You breathe in through your nose for a count of four. You hold for a count of seven. You breathe out through your mouth for a count of eight. And you'll note that the inhalation is half of the exhalation. So when you elongate or prolong your exhale, you actually help switch on the parasympathetic nervous system. And you can actually demonstrate this if you have a Fitbit or an Apple Watch that monitors your heart rate, you can actually do this breathing exercise and you will note that your heart rate goes down when you prolong or elongate your exhalation. So we're gonna do just one quick round of 478 breathing, okay? Here we go, get comfortable, Make sure your shoulders are back and down and you're in a relaxed position. Breathe in through your nose through for four. One, two, three, four. Hold for seven. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Breathe out for eight. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that was a quick round of 478 breathing super easy and you can do it anywhere and i'll leave you with a quote today that speaks to both resilience and trauma and that is this from robert jordan the fires of heaven the oak fought the wind and was broken the willow bent when it must and survived Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Mental Health Minute via NFP podcast. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Goodwill NFP podcast. If you have an NFP nurse hack, a funny story, inspirational quote, or anything else you'd like to share, let your supervisor know. Have a great rest of your week.